This week, I talk about the rumors of Google going back into the Chinese market, Fortnite not being launched on the Google Play Store, and MoviePass troubles. What Happened is available on your favorite podcasting app, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of July 29th, 2018. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and this week we have a couple stories in tech and games and movies. We got all three today. So first up, rumor, Google is developing a search app for China. According to The Intercept, Google is currently working on a search app for smartphones in China. A whistleblower went to The Intercept with documents to support their claim. The search app has been worked on since early 2017 and is apparently codenamed Dragonfly and is being built for the Android operating system. The big news here, though, is that Google would follow China's strict regulation on the internet and the app would follow the same censorship that other search engines search engines in China like Baidu follow. The whistleblower explained that the reason they did this was because they are against companies working with governments on censoring people. If Google, one of the largest companies in the world does this, it would be seen as them being okay with censorship rules they were not okay with eight years ago in order to make more money. In a response to this, Google spoke to The Verge mentioning how they already have other mobile apps in China, such as Google Translate, however they do not comment on rumors of future projects. If you don't know, Google famously left China uh, about eight years ago after new regulations were put in and would have forced Google to share Chinese citizens' info with the government. Google refused and instead left the Chinese market completely. I feel if they were to do this, it would send a signal to other companies that it would be okay to do this, but I also can't blame them for doing so. In the past eight years, China has become more developed and modern, and therefore it is a market that really can't be ignored at this point. Uh, Later on in the week... It also came out that apparently Google is also planning cloud services as well. To follow up on this, there was also an anonymous source that spoke to Bloomberg and said that Google was planning more than just search app for China. If this source is accurate, Google also wants to start up their cloud services in China, including such services as Google Drive, and is already looking to a partner with a Chinese company to do so. Apparently on the short list of companies, Tencent is on it. This means that Google is already willing to comply to Chinese laws about data including that the data of Chinese citizens must be stored on servers in China. This law forced a lot of American tech companies to store the data of their Chinese customers in China, most notably this year Apple, when they moved Chinese citizens' uh, iCloud info onto servers in mainland China. While nothing has been announced, obviously, reporters did find that Google is apparently looking for people in Shanghai to run their cloud operations there. Now, this was a last-minute update in the week. So I'll keep it short and reiterate what I just said earlier, in that Google seems to admit that they lost their fight against China about privacy and are now willing to make the changes needed to start business back up there. I don't blame them, as they they need to continue to grow as a company, and having access to over a billion potential customers is a quick way to grow. Musical.ly has been renamed TikTok. This week, Musical.ly users were surprised to find out that their app was now changed and is now TikTok. This was due to Musical.ly being acquired by TikTok's Chinese parent company ByteDan back in November last year. Now after buying it, they have decided to merge the Musical.ly app into TikTok. Current Musical.ly owners also have TikTok accounts, and the app retains the main feature of the app in that you record and upload 15-second videos, along with the tools needed in the app to make the karaoke videos that made Musical.ly famous in the first place. ByteDan also brought Musical.ly to push into the U.S. market, and for now that seems to be working. Before the switchover happened, Musical.ly hit 100 million users, and that is now combined with another 300 million TikTok users in China. I personally don't have much to say about it as I don't use the app. However, I'm curious if ByteDance gave users a heads up about the change, because if not, it would not have been a smart move. Otherwise, this is just another Chinese company moving into the American market, and that's to be expected with the strides in mobile 
that's happening over there. Moving over to games, Fortnite for Android will not be available on the Play Store. Epic Games, the makers of the hit series Gears of War and now the mega-hit Fortnite, mentioned this week that the game would not be available in the Google Play Store when it launches. Instead, gamers will have to go to the Fortnite website and download an installer for the game to go on the phone. The CEO, Tim Sweeney, explained that they did this because, besides wanting to continue to have a close relationship with its consumers, it's also for financial reasons. The following is a quote from Tim Sweeney explaining why they are not putting Fortnite on the Play Store. Quote, The 30% store tax is a high cost in a world where game developers 70% must cover all the costs of developing, operating, and supporting their games, Sweeney said. There's a rationale for this on a console where there's enormous investment in hardware, often sold below cost, and marketing campaigns and broad partnerships with publishers. 30% is disproportionate to the cost of the services these stores perform, such as payment processing, download bandwidth, and customer service. So I'll break that down a bit. When you have an app on the Google Play Store, any money you make from it, Google takes a 30% cut. Now Sweeney here explains that they're okay if PlayStation and Xbox take a cut because they put in the work in having a dedicated consumer base for Epic to sell the game to, and they can also team up for great marketing strategies. Since the Play Store is on millions and millions of smartphones, there is nothing unique or special that it offers them. For Fortnite's case, that is true, as by now everyone has heard of the game, or at least tried it out. Now people have raised issue with this because kids are going to try and download the game from their website, and they might accidentally download the wrong one and will actually install a virus on their phone. This is a valid concern, and maybe to rem- remedy it, Epic could make a short video explaining the steps to, pro- to properly download it. As of now, there is no release date for Fortnite on Android. However, it has been leaked that it will have a presence at the Samsung's Note 9 press event next week. It has also been rumored that it will be an exclusive for Note 9 users for some time before it is released to everyone else. And if you pre-order Note 9, you will get V-Bucks to spend in the game. We'll find out if that's true next week. For me, I understand why Epic is doing this as it's a great way to keep Fortnite money train going, and I can see other big app developers doing their own thing in the future. However, for 99% of the rest of the apps, they will probably only be available on the Play Store. A small update for anyone who is interested in Xbox Game Pass. They announced the new games coming out for the service for this month. This includes Hitman Season 1, Dead Rising 2, Rise, Son of Rome, and Ruiner. Switching over to movies, got just one story, pretty big story. MoviePass changes gears. Following last weekend's turbulent weekend for MoviePass and its customers who were kept in the dark about the app pulling movies and not being able to use it for mission to possible fallout, the company released a statement going over what they call is MoviePass Accelerate's plan for profitability. In the statement, MoviePass announced numerous changes to the service, including that over the next month, the price will increase from $9.99 per month to $15. The other big change is that new movies will come out will not be available through MoviePass for the first two weeks. Now, they did add it would only be for movies opening in a thousand screens or more, but that doesn't mean anything since almost all movies these days are released at two to three thousand screens. So unless you're a small indie film, it applies to all movies. As a MoviePass customer, I was really annoyed this past weekend trying to use it. My girlfriend and I tried to see a movie, and then we checked the app in the afternoon. The time was there. We're going to go see it. And at night, when we went to use it and check in and get our ticket, all the movies were pulled from the app saying there was nothing available. So now, with these changes, I'm more inclined to just cancel the service. I mean, waiting for two weeks just to see a new movie. Also, they mentioned that this started with Mission Impossible. However, they did not mention that before the weekend started. Everyone was wondering what was happening that weekend. And then you come out Monday, it's like, oh, well, it started this weekend. It's like, well, it could have told us. Like, post, post something on Twitter or Facebook, something. It seems like the management at MoviePass does not know how to keep this company afloat at all. And it looks like it's going to die a slow death. So that is it for this week's episode of What Happened. Hope you found something interesting. Pretty good stories this week, I feel. And yeah, thank you for listening and see you next week.